0: The Major Spoilers Podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Hi, this is Stephen, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. On today's show, we've got back-to-back interviews. Ooh, these are going to be really great. I'm really excited about these. The San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now, and the Star Wars Day at the show just wrapped up. We had a chance to sit down and talk with two of the cast members from Star Wars The Clone Wars, currently running on uh, the Cartoon Network. Really great stuff, so let's get into it. You may not recognize the name, but you probably know his voice as he's played Magneto on the Wolverine and the X-Men series, Darwin the Chimp, Doctor Doom on Spider-Man, and probably the character he's done more often than not, Yoda from a lot of the Star Wars series, including Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the video games, and a lot, lot, lot more. Please welcome to the Major Spoilers podcast, voice actor extraordinaire, Tom Kane. Hey, how you doing? Very, very good. Now, uh, first question I've got to ask you is... Were you born and raised in Kansas, or were you just uh, born there and then quickly moved
1: away?
2: no i i I spent the, my formative years here in the midwest i uh, I went to uh, uh, I was actually in uh, Maryland until I was about seven, but most of my uh, teenage years were out here and I went to college here and uh, um, but I knew from a very early age that I wanted to do cartoons and uh, and voiceover work that. Just only exists in los Angeles i mean um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know it, it there just really is nowhere else that you can do uh, stuff at a national quality and national level rather um, um, in that arena other than l a so, right um, it became real clear that if i if I wanted to pursue that that's where i needed to be and so that's where i went
0: huh ah, okay well i only asked because we're in kansas and and so rarely we we see people from kansas uh, oh, uh okay. doing that's things right. in, the, in the area so that's that's well, why I
2: I, I I i did i moved back about uh, 4 years ago i i uh, it was really just for family reasons i've got uh, a bunch of kids and several of them are adopted from another country ah, and, okay um we thought it would be nice for them to you know get more connected with the uh the larger family so uh, oh yeah it's worked definitely out very well.
0: Well, so then do you fly back and forth to Los Angeles a lot of the time, or are you using technology well, to record a lot of your voice I, I, work?
2: I used to. At first, when I first moved out here, I was coming back uh, to L.A. more often, and and it actually got to be more of a problem for me to come into town than, than to just stay and do it here. I mean, I have a studio in my home, and mm-hmm. the quality of, of what I have here is as good as anything in Hollywood, really, mm-hmm. it was because it was built, built by them. <laughs> right. um, but the... Uh, uh, it really gets to be uh, more of a problem when I come into town because suddenly, you know, everybody's used to me being available now at a moment's notice because I'm, you know, 10 feet from a microphone all the time. Right. When I go back to LA, I've got to drive places. I've got to go from studio to studio like I used to. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you know, I've got clients that get uh, kind of upset when, you know, they call up and say, you know, we need him for a movie trailer <laughs> in 15 minutes. I'm like, well, as soon as he can get to you is about a 45 minute yeah. drive. So, yeah. yeah, uh, and you know, as I say, we I, we, I, did a session today for Lucasfilm. Uh, I just pick up session for clone wars and, uh, it literally, I wouldn't have been able to do it. My day was so booked with stuff. Um, we would have had to have found another day, but because wow. I don't have to drive anywhere, they just, you know, they, called me up on my machinery, and uh, Dave Filoni uh, actually called from uh, just on the phone so we could listen in, and uh, we, we, we everything went off. I think we were on the line with each other for a total of 10 minutes. Wow. Great.
0: Excellent. <laughs> well, how did, how did you get into voice acting then? I mean, you said you knew at an early age that's what you wanted to do, but I know a lot of people from some of my other profession stuff that I do where I know a lot of voiceover talent, but you're someone that creates characters from your voices and not simply just the voiceover person.
2: You know, I, well, I started off, like I said, I really wanted to come to Los Angeles to do cartoons. That was, that was my goal. I, I started doing commercials, uh, from the age of 15, uh, on a local level in uh, in the Midwest, I started off in Kansas city
1: and, mm-hmm.
2: and then Chicago, um, I uh, started landing like national commercials there. But, uh, you know, as I said, I knew that the only place I needed to be to, to get the cartoons was LA. So. I went out there and and pretty much failed at it. I, oh, really? I, I was I was several years uh, out in Los Angeles auditioning for things and really with no luck. And uh, I did fabulously well in every other area of voiceover work. I was doing movie trailers and uh, TV promos, and commercials, and um, and and but really no success in the cartoon world until you know the video game. I started getting more and more video games, uh, primarily Lucas. I, they were mm-hmm. the very first ones to start hiring me. Mm-hmm. Um, LucasArts did. And, uh, and I think that just because word kind of got around that I was good at doing this and doing voices and, uh, the, the, the casting directors started taking a look at me and uh, for cartoons and, and it started clicking. But, uh, I really do think that my, my work in the LucasArts, Arts uh, video game world really got me off the ground in that regard. I, I was told by, uh, Somebody a couple of years ago, they think that I've, I've actually been in more LucasArts video games than anybody.
0: Well, that's what I was going to uh, say. I was looking at your Internet movie database listing, and when it gets down into the video games, it's like, you know, this Star Wars, this Star Wars, this Star Wars. And you've played everyone from C-3PO and Boba Fett and, and of course, Yoda that you're doing right now with the Clone Wars. You're jumping through a lot of different characters that way.
2: Yeah, I, well, I'm a good mimic, and I and, and uh, you know some voiceover people are really good at uh, coming up with new and crazy things, and I'm not really one of those guys. I'm I'm more of a, you know, I'm a child of the television golden era, and I grew up, uh, you know, watching uh, some of the best character actors that, that ever existed, uh, you know, every afternoon after school, mm-hmm. and so I I, I sort of uh, I hear these things, and there's certain things that I'm able to 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 do and to mimic and of course Star Wars, you know, I must got I must have seen that movie fifteen <laughs> times the summer it came out and uh yeah. and uh you know every voiceover guy you know goofs around when they get in the recording studio and they I I was getting hired for uh for Star Wars games
3: mm-hmm. and and
2: at first it was just miscellaneous characters, you know, it was just TIE Fighter pilot number three or Imperial Guard number two or something like that. And um and I was just goofing around, you know. One day I was I was reading some lines, and uh, um, and Dara O'Farrell, who's the uh, was the director at the time, sort of looked up at me, and he goes, "Can you can you do that again?" And I was reading Yoda lines, and I thought, it was, I'm like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, just just do it." And uh, what I didn't know, of course, was that Frank Oz was becoming a very successful director right. of, of feature films in his own right. And he just wasn't available to do this stuff anymore because he, he just was off on location doing things as a director and, and, you know, to, to suddenly find the time to come into a video game, was just not going to happen mm-hmm. um, you know th- at that point in his career. So what I, what I suddenly found a week or two later was that they had taken what I had done and I, I taken it up and played for, I, I assume George and, uh, got the green light to, uh, to make me Yoda. So, uh, um, it, as I say. It started off with just you know uh, video games, and then that led to toys and co- commercials, and and uh, then when the broadcast things came along, um, the decision was made to just draw the line and say, okay, he's Yoda from this point forward. I guess until either I don't sound like him or, or I offend somebody. So, right. well, I mean,
0: <laughs> it seems like. That's a pretty typical voice, you know, everybody who who's going to mimic something Star Wars always drops into the into the Yoda voice. Yes. What what sets your your I guess uh mimic or your impersonation of Yoda, what sets it apart do you think?
2: Well, I, I you know, it, I've heard a few good ones, I must say. Um you know, I'm always amazed at the you know fans that walk up and will try to do their best Yoda, and some of them you roll their' you're all, you know like, okay, that's great. And but every once in a while you get somebody that's pretty darn good. And uh, I you know there's just I, I think that part of it is I was in the right place at the right time, and part of it was i i I've seen these movies so many times and and I'm able to to mimic it. Um, and as I say, it, it, it's a it's a different job. Than most voiceover people do. Usually, they're trying to come up with something unique, mm-hmm. and and that's the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to come up with something that is as close to to Frank's uh, brilliant uh, creation as possible, and and uh, and to try to to try to make that as as uh, close in every way as I can. And and it and it's difficult at times because you know I. Yoda Yoda doesn't say much in all the movies. If right. you take everything he ever said in the movies, you could put it on a couple pages. So, you know, I, I say I, I've done more Yoda um, you know, in the in, in the first, you know, half season of, of the season one of Clone Wars than I think he's you know, more words were were spoken than right. he said in all the movies put together.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it's
2: it's it's car it's kind of a... It's kind of hard for for you know, Dave and I sometimes because we'll sit and read what's on the paper and go, well, how would he say this? Mm-hmm. And it's really a, a struggle to to try to make it as as close to how we imagine Frank Oz would have said that as possible. And we really do dance around it sometimes. So we'll we'll try a few different phrasings and wordings and. And, uh, you know, because Yodis, well, we call it Yodis, you know, that the, <laughs> yeah. the way Yoda puts things. Right. And and it's so funny because Dave and I will almost always, immediately, the second we get it right, we both go, yes, yes, that's it. That's how Yoda would say that. And, um, and it comes from just like, you know, being fanboys that have had this in our head for 30 years.
0: So then does that bother you then when people come up and say, oh, can you do Yoda for us? Or, oh, can you do this voice for us? Or...
2: Oh, gosh, no. I mean, that's, you know, when I go to, uh, when I do PR for, for Lucasfilm or I do conventions and stuff, you know, it's funny because I'm six foot five <laughs> and, and and I'm a, you know, a 40-some-year-old guy with, with uh, almost snow-white hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and they, for some reason, it's really funny because they, until you actually make a few words as Yoda, they don't believe it. I mean, you can see it—you can see it in their eyes. They'll come up and they, you know, they—they—they—they they, they see the signs and they know what I am and they know, you know, intellectually that, that that of course, you know, there's some voiceover actor doing Yoda. But until you actually say it, and until you, you know, you know, me by my side, do you or something? <laughs> then they, and they just light up because yeah. until that moment, it's like no, it's eh, no. So it, it's—I uh, don't mind it at all because you know it's—it's it's, like I said, it's an amazing uh, gift, um, and I, I mean a gift to me mm-hmm. uh, to to be able to to utter a few syllables and see people, you know, just light up, right? And, uh, you know, to to bring as you know the kids especially—they you know they they have this sort of wary, you know, who is this guy? You know, and then you <laughs> then you do the voice, and they just you know they they it's like a light bulb turns on and. They, it's really nice.
0: Did you have feedback from Frank Oz on on your character characterization? No, over the
2: years? I've I've never met Frank. I saw him uh, one time years ago at a recording studio, and I, <clears throat> yeah, I was frankly afraid to even say something. You know, I I was so <laughs> intimidated by the man himself. You know that I I just kind of kept my head down, and uh, and he uh, I think they acknowledged just a lot, you know probably about the middle of last year, I guess, for the first time, someone was interviewing him about something, and. Brought up, you know that, that that I'm doing Yoda now, and I believe his response was something along the lines of, "Yeah, I, I know about that, and it, and, it, and he's okay." So cool. <laughs> I'll take that. That's yeah. that for me.
0: So it, obviously, is this your favorite character that that you've done?
2: Well, um, you know, as a as a performer, for sure. You know, I mean, I, I, I it's really hard to top Yoda because um, because mm-hmm. I'm a fan. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan and have been since. I was in ninth grade, you know, and I saw it on opening night and um and it's almost a sort of a weird split personality thing because i when I'm doing the job i'm I'm really concentrating on the words and 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 making it as as good as I can and do it and and then um but you know six months goes by, and nine months goes by before you actually see the episode right. Um, and so then I get to watch it you know as a viewer and a fan and and enough time goes by that I've kind of forgotten oh yeah the exact details of what I did and I get to actually watch it and go oh yeah this is cool it's Star Wars So do you so, guys record
0: uh, yeah. do you guys record everything all in in one go except for pickups that you have to do here and there do you spend like just a couple of days recording your seasons worth of material With,
2: No 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 it's it's a once a week okay. um, it's it's almost just like the way they air them you know we come in once a week and um um, you know, sometimes I'll record with the entire group. Uh, you know, like it's an old radio drama. We're all mm-hmm. in the room, gathered around microphones, except I'm just not in the room. I right. just patch my my feed in from where I am, and right. it, it sounds like I'm there, but I'm not. Um, but more and more, uh, with me, they just record my stuff separately because again, Yoda doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's easier just to record the, the, the few lines that I do as Yoda and, and you Lauren, if he shows up. And, and of course, well, the opening narrators in every episode,
1: but, right. Right.
2: But again, the narrator doesn't interact, you know, mm-hmm. obviously with anybody and you Lauren, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, it's yeah. the same thing that it's usually a little enough dialogue that, and I know now, you know, I, I, I know how Matt's going to answer me. I know how, how Ashley's going to answer, you know, I know I hear them in my head when I read the lines. Um mm-hmm. so uh you know, so and that and that with Dave and with Dave Filoni's help, you know, and direction, it it usually comes across pretty flawlessly like we're talking to each other. So
0: so you know, I I think a lot of people when when the series was first taking off, a lot of people were like, right. "Oh, here comes some silly cartoon of Star Wars and it's going to not be as good as maybe some of the movies had been or the uh, the first uh, animated series. But then it really took off, and it really became a hit. And I was so, really, myself, personally happy when it was renewed for this second season. But there's got to be a long enough gap between season one and season two, which is coming up. Uh, is it easy for you to jump back into character? Does it take a lot of prep time to, to get back into well, character? Well,
2: there hasn't been a gap uh, for us. Um, uh, we really... Uh we really, uh, you know, from a production standpoint, rolled right from season one into season two. Ah, okay. So, you know, we're we're very much, uh, we're pretty much finished recording season two. Um, uh, I, I don't know how, I think there's only a few episodes left, but, um, you know, so from a production point of view, they have to be, they really have to be that far in advance in order to make sure that everything is ready and ready to go, you know, when the network uh, wants to have these things aired. hmm because it's the the worst thing you could possibly do is have a have a production you know lag where you had to stop, I guess right, show so right. reruns for, right. But again that's not going to happen they you know, that's one thing they're extraordinarily do good at it Lucas is just planning you know so they they know what they're doing way in advance
0: well so then presumably this is going to roll right into season three and four and five uh, well we hope down.
2: I mean you know they don't obviously I'm not privy to that. The exact information, you know. I, mm-hmm. I I I know that that is what everyone is hoping for and assuming, uh, you know, that that's that the ratings remain as, as strong as they have been, and and uh, and if they do, I I know I can't imagine they wouldn't uh, continue on because it's it's a hit show and everybody wants a hit show. So. Oh
0: yeah. So you are then, I guess we could say the official voice of Yoda now, or are you always have other people nipping at your? your heels or, uh, trying to, uh, uh get that I,
2: I, I, you know, it, it's, I, I guess as much as anybody can be, that's not Frank Oz, you know, yeah, I mean? it, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, there, there's no, obviously there's no guarantees, but I'm, I'm very honored that they've used me for all the years that they have. And, and I, I sure hope they continue to do so. Cause it's like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's not a job. It's a, like I said, it's, um, it's, it's a gift to right, me. Right. Um, and uh, and I'm I'm just very happy that uh, that that uh, George and the uh, other powers that be seem to be happy with what I'm doing, and I hope they uh, continue to be for a long time to come.
0: Excellent. Well, maybe before we go, put you on the spot. Can we get a little bit of a Yoda? Maybe a, a hint of what's <laughs> to come in in season two.
2: Oh uh, well, I don't. You know, I don't have any dialogue directly in my head because, okay. like I said, it's part of the problem with having so many kids. They they suck the IQ <laughs> right out of my brain. But let me think. Just a chunk of Yoda. It's like. Um, <clears throat> Uh, a problem we have on Geonosis. Dispatch you, I will, young Skywalker.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
2: <laughs> You'll well, one you will take. Yes. Assist you, she will.
0: Oh, man. No, anyway. It just it just brings since chills down my spine to hear that. That, oh, is, that is most awesome
2: well, to hear is, that stuff. Is, I feel the same way.
0: Well, and, and people may not know you've been the announcer also on the Academy Awards the last couple of years as well.
2: Yeah, I've done, I've done that twice, and... Um, and uh, again, you know, with something like the Academy Awards, uh, you you don't know if they're going to use you again next year or or never again, or you have no idea. So I, I can't predict whether I'll be doing it uh, again, but. It, that's certainly a, a whole different kind of thing, you know, because you're there live and you're doing right. it live. And if you if you screw up, uh, I think there's almost 300 million people around the world that hear yeah. it. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a, that's a whole different ball of wax, especially for someone, you know, my generation. We didn't we didn't grow up doing anything that wasn't pre-recorded. Right. So you can you can fix your mistakes, but not when you're doing something live well so it's, a, it's a rush
0: tom i know you're a very busy guy i'm sure you've got another recording session coming up in just a few minutes so we will thank you so much for taking the time to uh to talk with us about yoda and, and the clone wars here on the major spoilers podcast
2: absolutely i appreciate it and thanks uh, to everybody for uh watching the show and and uh I, all i can tell you uh and i don't think this is a spoiler is that it actually gets better and better and better i mean uh and that's i'm 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 telling you that uh, not just from someone who's worked on the show, but that's what I'm hearing from the people that are actually making I mean, it. Dave Filoni gets more excited all the time because he's like, you know, this is a, a show that is growing and the, the effects are getting better and the animation's getting better and the writings. You know, we're all really hitting our stride now. So mm-hmm. I, I think season two is going to be uh, something that makes everybody very happy. Well,
0: I am waiting for it, uh, you know, just on the edge of my seat, waiting for that for that season to kick off. Excellent. All right, Tom. Thank you so much for your time. You
2: got it. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Joining us now is uh, somebody whose voice I know you've heard on such shows as SpongeBob SquarePants, Avatar: The Last Airbender, The Mighty Bee, Ben 10, Alien Force, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, and Phineas and Ferb. He's also plays the voices of a Bamillion and a half Clone Troopers. D. Bradley Baker, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. It's
4: a pleasure to be here.
0: Now we were talking with Tom uh, Kane just a little bit ago, and. He was talking about how he really wanted to get into voice acting and how he was really into mimicking. How did you become a voice talent?
4: Uh, my pathway to uh, voiceovers was a kind of a crooked path, just doing all kinds of live performing. Um, I never really studied acting, but I, 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 I did plays and all kinds of performances and, and operas and musicals ever since second grade. After college, I started doing stand-up with a buddy of mine, who now writes uh, in television, he's, he's still out here in Los Angeles also, and um, the stuff I did on stage ended up being odd physicalizations and vocalizations, and um, the more I did that, the more it sort of differentiated into these character voices, and it sort of led me uh, gradually to, uh, to voice acting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you're a little bit different in that you have to create unique characters. For example, if you're in uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and you're doing uh, Boyfish or King Olaf or somebody like that, uh, you've got to create a unique character. How do you go about that process?
4: Well, um, I I use whatever the the show creative people give me. Um, Sometimes I go in with nothing at all, and they just say they want a mean little boy or a cop, or uh, some boring guy who works at the office, or a 50-foot monster, and I'll just start making sounds, and they can say what they like. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: Um, um, On SpongeBob in particular, they send us a storyboard up front, so that we can look through that, and uh, I I know the the tone that they need for the show, and the other characters real well, and so uh, if I see the drawing of it, and read along with the script, I've got a pretty good... I come up with a pretty good, strong offer on on whatever it is they want me to do, and if they need me to tweak it in the studio, uh, I can change it right there too if they need to. But they usually like what I do. Is you know, is
0: is is that the same as uh, what you're doing with Batman: The Brave and the Bold with Etrigan?
4: Well, um, uh, in Batman, all we get is a script, mm-hmm. and um, and that one it's um, it's a little bit more of a shot in the dark, but but the way Andrea Romano. The, uh, the brilliant voice director that we have uh, right. runs it is that we do a we do a table read of the script before we do the record.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: so the showrunner is there and uh, any of the writers are there. And if I come up with like a, a, a continental sort of uh, mid-Atlantic type accent and they say they want a Scottish accent or they want it to sound gruff or mean, then we can tweak it before we even do the record. So there, there's a chance in any of these situations to, uh, to make sure that the show creators get what they want.
0: And that's quite a bit different than, than what you do in Star Wars The Clone Wars, where you're playing all the clone troopers who you kind of have to sound like the actor from the movie.
4: Right. That's, uh, that's sort of the foundation that it started from. And then uh, as we go along, it just kind of becomes its own universe. And I have a feel for what the characters are and okay. the um, which I guess maybe a day ahead, with my name watermarked over it, so as to make sure it doesn't get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I um, um, I'll read through that script uh, and and take a real close look at, as to what differentiates the various clones that they have in the episode. Now, I may just have Captain Rex saying a couple of yeses and noses, and that's it. Or you can have a show like The Rookies, where you've got wall-to-wall clones who are of different status, uh, uh, different age, different abilities, and they need to have a different feel. And so I use clues, sometimes even from the characters, uh, from the clone's name that the writer gives to give each one a different flavor, a distinct feel. And that's, that's what we really shoot for in Clone Wars. And I think for the most part it comes off really beautifully.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so too, because even though they are all clones – each one still has a very unique uh as you said a unique twist to their to their character that makes them stand out even if they're in full gear.
4: Yeah, we definitely want that. I I really I really try as hard as I can to make that happen because um I I think it's really key to what is to one of the really cool things about this series is that you you've got um there's a humanity to these clones that um that I think is fresh and and gives all kinds of possibilities and interest to these stories of war, in that they're not just robots or just off an assembly line, which in a way they are, but but these are humans and they're individuals and they they all have uh, uh, differences and wants and um, and that makes them interesting and it also makes the stories interesting too. So I, I try very hard to uh, to keep them. Separate and distinct, and and um, and working like that.
0: This series has to keep you really, really busy because it seems like every episode there's a clone trooper there uh, that you're going to have to do some voice acting for.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it's um yeah again, it's a really nice challenge to, to do that. I mean, voice acting is a wonderful career uh, for um, for an actor, and that you get to do a, a great variety of things uh, that as an on camera actor you would never get. You, you normally, once you're doing on camera and you get something that hits, that's pretty much what you're going to be doing
1: mm-hmm. um, uh,
4: uh, for a good while. And with voice acting, uh, man, I can be all over the place. Um, and, uh, in a day, I can do a few different gigs a day and, and, it's just, uh, and it's just so fun. It's so great to work those acting muscles in, in all these uh, great variety of ways.
0: But, but you do a little bit more than just uh, character acting. You also do some like creature work as well.:
4: Yeah, I'm a lot of the creatures in the Gears of War series. Uh, I was Gravemind in Halo. Um, there's a Left for Dead Two coming out soon. I do a couple of new creatures in that all the all the critters in Avatar. Uh, Nickelodeon's Avatar: The Last Airbender series. I'm I'm almost all the creatures in that show, and, and I I really love doing that kind of work too. Uh, just uh, animals, non non-speaking uh, creatures. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Do you also do that then? Also for Star Wars, or do they bring someone else in for that?
4: Uh, you know, they usually um, how it works in that that show. I believe. Is that's usually um, affected or created by the sound designer engineer? Oh, okay. mm-hmm.
1: Although they have
4: me, they, they they have had me do some creatures um, a few times so far, but um, I I just I think the way that, that their creative process goes is they they do it more from uh, from sound effects and, uh, and and more from a sound engineering and design standpoint than from using a a voice actor. But, um, you know, if they ever need me, and and sometimes they do, I'm sure happy to step in and do
0: that. Yeah. Now, coming out really soon is the first season of The Clone Wars on DVD. And i got to tell you, it's packed with a a ton of extras. Did you have any... I uh, can't wait to see it. Do you have any... uh, (laughs) Are are you doing any behind-the-scenes stuff with with that? Are you doing any, uh, you know, commentary tracks?
4: Well, they... uh, uh... I'm trying to remember if I did. I, I actually can't remember if I did or not. I, I think I might have. Okay. Um. But I'm definitely. I am going to get my. <laughs> I'm going to pre-order my own Blu-ray copy because I want to. I want to see those whole things with. Uh, I want to see it with a you know. Uninterrupted uh, with a cinematic aspect ratio and all oh, that yeah. too because I love this stuff. I I think it's really cool and exciting and uh, I I definitely want to uh, to check out what extras are
2: on there myself.
0: Well, I got to say that the the. If people aren't watching this in a high def, the the Clone Wars series, it is night and day from standard definition because I watched it on our cartoon network before they made the switch to HD on our cable company, and when they did, yeah. man, that stuff is just incredible. Do you sit there and, and just, does your jaw drop at times when you're looking at some of your completed work and just marvel at what's going on?
4: Well, it it really does. It really knocks me out. Uh, I mean, the, the stuff that they do with this show, uh, for a television show... is is, it's I've never seen anything like it. It's really remarkable and, and they're, and they're growing in leaps and bounds in terms of what they, what they're doing and the refinement of the character expression and the layout and, and, and just the staging of the action is really, it's really pretty remarkable. Uh, nothing like it on television. and, And I think that's part of why it's so popular. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm big on high definition. Yeah. Uh, and so I, uh, I, definitely, I definitely want to see it uh, uh, off the Blu-ray. <laughs> right,
0: right. The other, you know, the other thing is, because you're doing so much work, and again, people can go over to your Internet Movie Database listing under D. Bradley Baker, and it just goes on for pages and pages and pages and pages. You know, you're doing, <laughs> uh, you're doing work on uh, American Dad, your you're, you're Klaus, the, the, uh, the fish. Uh, Yeah, I'm
4: driving in to do that right now.
0: Oh, awesome. You know, this has got to keep, I mean, there's got to be a lot of competition for people wanting to do voice work in Hollywood or for, you know, animation around the world. What are some things that you can share to people and kind of give them some idea of what to expect?
4: Okay, well, um, I I, I think in any creative um, area, I I would say that there's always room for, for people who are really good and who are right for this. Particular line of work, um, it's um, it you really you really have to be ready to get into it though. I mean, there, yeah, sure, there there is competition, sure there is, um, but um, I think someone just left a message for me. But um, uh, but I, I would I would say that anybody who's really interested in it, um, uh, first of all, of all the people who do uh, voice acting that I know that that work on it a lot, um, almost all of them. Corey, quiet. <laughs> um, almost all of them. My, my daughter's. She's a, She's imitating the uh, my iPhone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, almost all of them um, have had live professional performing experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Whether
4: it's as a musician or stand-up, or in professional theater, um, or improv, uh, uh, singing in the radio. You probably need to have some of that under your belt, so that you've got that kind of confidence. And there's also there's, there's a certain type of personality that that uh, is kind of fun to work with, takes direction well. You've got to have a facility like that that you're that you can come up with a pretty quick what they want, and make the adjustment and still be fun to have at the table and as, as part of the party. Yeah. Um, and some of that you won't know until you start trying for it and going for it. But I, I, I would, I would, I would recommend not to come out uh, too soon. <laughs> I, I mean, myself, I got my sea legs uh, out in Colorado where I grew up, and then also in Florida for a few years before I came out here. Uh, because really, when you come to the big city, you got to start at zero. Downhill. Right. Yes, we are going downhill,
0: Cora. <laughs> well, uh, does your Does your daughter? I mean, does she get a kick out of of all the voices that you do? Does she? You turn on television, and one of your shows comes on, and she knows that it's you doing those voices.
4: Uh, I don't know, Cora. What do you think about me doing doing cartoon voices? She says she doesn't know. <laughs> I don't it, know. It's uh, I'm not sure if it really impresses my 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 kids that much. My my oldest daughter Josie, she's she's nine, and um, it, it's only recently that she would allow me to read her books using different voices. She re- normally just wants me to speak like Dad. She doesn't right. like any voices or sounds, which I understand. But uh, but now she's letting me, and so I'm, I'm reading her uh, the Lord of the Rings series right now. I'm, I'm doing all the voices, and it's it's absolutely. It's so fun to read, and to be reading it for my kid too is, is is the real bonus.
0: Very cool. Well, you know, I know that you're a very busy person. Just a, one more question for you. you, no, you know, ask, I'm i not in any rush. I, I got
4: another <laughs> another twenty minutes,
0: twenty five minutes of driving. Oh, so you can. LA, I'm fine. L A traffic. I've been there. Uh, when yeah, we when we right. talk about you know what's coming up in in season two, and I was when we were talking with Tom, he had mentioned that uh, you guys were almost finished with uh, at least his recording sessions of what's going on. Is this going to be a bigger, better season? I mean, can you kind of give us an indication of of what people might be able to expect in in season two?
4: Well, it, it, uh, I, I can only say it from the scripts that I've recorded and 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 most of those were were many months ago. but um, I mean, the first the first season, I think, is a good indication is they're not afraid to bring in new characters.
1: Mm-hmm. They're not
4: afraid to try uh, a lot of things that you've maybe not seen before. And um, and plus, as I said, they're just getting better at what they're doing already with uh, the character expression and the rendering of this world, that it, it, it really continues to get better and more exciting and more interesting for the fans and bringing in a lot of characters that, that you may just have seen in the features but never actually heard speak or, or never really saw what they're about. And they can devote a whole episode to, uh, or multiple episodes to one of these characters.
0: Then I think um, I think that's very I think that's very cool.
4: Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's very exciting. I mean, this is I mean, as, as a fan of the series myself, it's it's really fun that they that they are using uh, this little space in between episodes two and three
1: right. of the Clone
4: Wars to to really bring all of this stuff out of this uh, of the epic story um, before uh before the whole thing goes to hell in a handbasket here in, in episode three. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, where the heroes are still the heroes and, and the bad guys are still the bad guys for the most part. And uh, it's, it really seems so far to me to be this kind of perpetual universe that, that can really keep going and, and going and going, which I, I, I sure hope it does because it's really fun to do and it's even more fun to uh, to, to watch.
0: Excellent. Well, Dee, what where can people find you next? What, what are some other shows? I already mentioned uh, uh, American Dad, which is up for an Emmy. It looks like uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Where else, are, can people uh, find some of your work?
4: Uh, you know, I'm all over SpongeBob. I'm on a, a number of Fairly odd OddParents. Uh, if you got little kids, you can see me on Handy Manny,
1: mm-hmm. on uh,
4: My Friends Tigger and Pooh, Mickey Mouse Club, or, again, Mickey Mouse Playhouse. Um, let's see. Um, on the Mighty Bee, I'm, I'm Amy Polar's dog on the Mighty Bee. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, and Avatar, as I said. Uh, a lot of those, and a lot, and a lot of video games, too. You'll, you'll find me sprinkle into a lot of video games, doing creatures and monster sounds often.
0: Well, Dee, I want to thank you so much for your time and in talking with us, and I can't wait to see uh, the next season of, of Clone Wars.
4: Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. I, I tell you, too, I, I do... I do Twitter, too, if if anybody wants to look up this D. Bradley Baker, and I'll, I'll often just kind of throw out, like, you know, all the weird things I'm doing in a day if anybody's interested in seeing what that is. So uh, anyone's welcome to, to follow me on that, too.
1: <laughs> well,
0: there's one more that I'm going to have to add to my list.
4: Okay. <laughs> thank,
0: thank thank you so much, D.
4: Yeah, it's a pleasure. May the first to be with you. <laughs> all
0: right. Thank you. That wraps it up for this issue of the Major Spoilers Podcast. If you get a chance, head over to the MajorSpoilers.com website for more stories and more. And we'll be back next time because we know that you love comics and we do too. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at major spoilers.com. Visit majorspoilers at major spoilers.com and be sure to check out the major spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers.
3: Fat Dick's the x-ray vision of a Superman, I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store got knew. Kick my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler what a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven it's like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the hard cold To follow an entire storyline would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine being in the Middle East With a king, hand-throwing soldier what a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler. Wow, wow, wow. What a major spoiler.
1: Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009.